Ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the studio. What? Where are we? <laughs> has it changed, Brent? It has a bit. It is different. Huh? Eh? That's cool, huh? I gotta be honest. It didn't go 100% the way I planned, but I'm in here over 40 hours a week, I think. Some weeks. Ish. I was when I was doing the collaboration class, which is over. Thank God. Thank God. And, uh, <clears throat> now, uh, yeah, I have a TV in here. It's cool. So we'll yeah. try to use that. That's our logo. It says things. You know, hey, if you're smart and you know how we should do that the real way, you drop us a comment because I want to know. Yeah. And, um, and they're probably going to say, you need all these things. And we're going to say, we can't afford that. So make sure it's cheap and it will support our cause. <laughs> I do have a green screen fabric, but I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. And I don't know what anyone else would do with that. But I was thinking we could wrap the TV in green screen. Something. Then we at least have that. I don't know. We'll see. Someone else said try a projector. But like, here are my thoughts. Either I'm hanging it from the ceiling or we're getting shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> wearing sunglasses. That's, unless it goes... It's going to go right there and project, like, straight down. Yeah, and, and honestly, it, we had a no new elements for the people listening to us on SoundCloud. We're not, yeah. Hey, if you're Sound listening effects. on SoundCloud, I will say you didn't miss two episodes we did during the um, voluntary, I guess it was voluntary, but the uh, self-quarantining stuff during yeah. COVID. Or, mm -hmm. uh, so check those out. I never put those on SoundCloud audio is a little bit all over the place yeah i didn't know how people would deal with that but we've been experimenting yeah yeah i did find a cool thing that turns your phone into a lapel mic wow thought we should look into that maybe we'll talk about that after the show um so i remember how to do this how was your life the past <laughs> <laughs> however long it's been <laughs> yeah um it's been a roller coaster of fun and crazy kids and getting projects done around the house and yep. man i don't even know where to start so i'm just gonna say that the saga of quarantine continues the kids are at home with my father-in-law and my wife while i continue to go into work as an essential worker even though i don't really see how that's possible but anyways i'm there and uh yeah it's going good Honestly, the best thing about this whole situ situation is it makes me think about when I was a kid and I didn't, my parents didn't have a ton of money to go on vacation all the time. So, mm -hmm. like, I just spent the whole summer at my grandma's house and I thought that was vacation. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm here. Yeah, right. You know, and you're like, mom and dad can't control me. Yeah. Laying down the law as a seven year old. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Yep. Those are the days, man. Um, so, yeah, that's what it, it's been a lot of fun being creative and uh just making the most of it which i think is a true american trait right powering Me through too. just persevering uh no matter what is against you i'm not saying other nationalities aren't that way but guess what guys we're american and we're gonna make it through this hoorah hoorah how was your weeks months yeah however long it's been you know good uh so still not back at the shoe shop mm. i had literally the busiest semester i've ever had in my life though um, so maybe it was a good thing. And, um, we didn't want the kids being around, uh, our moms just with some of the health issues, their higher risk and stuff. And, uh, 
for a while there, Chell had been pulled off of her job because um, she teaches a lot of classes and all that was you know, down. So they made her be a nurse, and what they made her do as a nurse was test everyone in the hospital for coronavirus. Hmm. And so we're like, yeah, it's pretty high risk. <laughs> so we kept the kids uh, home for, I don't know, I think I had them for three months that they were here. And uh, that was, it was an uh, experience. It was a different experience. Um, so now, um, with me still not being back at the shoe shop, I still get to keep the kids. Um, they're here with me five days a week, and they go to grandma's twice a week. And um, You make the most of it. I love it. Honestly, I really like being a right. stay-at-home dad. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Um, I bought a new wagon. Uh, we got the Red Rider with the with the pavilion. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's yeah. still the collapsible, which was important. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then I was like looking online. You can build your own. And um, yeah, it's way overpriced. But no, 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 no. The Red Rider. You can like pick your uh, accessories. Oh. You want. Not no no no. Courtney told me all about that. And I said no. Order the regular one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> we're no, not yeah. gonna be it for a thousand dollar. Yeah, it's know. not like my Ford out there. Yeah. it's not like a building. Which, by the way, you built not a Ford, a fortress. It's got for a the children. Control. It's fun. It's Los fun. Bambinos shall survive the nuclear apocalypse, my friend. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and it worked out great for the Fourth of July because uh, where we live, the biggest uh, was one of the biggest firework displays in Illinois. Mm -hmm. I believe it. Was the biggest? Did it not do? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The and last few years, at least. Yes, and we so done it. we uh, that was canceled. But don't worry, where I live, the neighbors did not disappoint. Say, it was still probably the biggest fireworks <laughs> display in the state. And uh, so <laughs> because... we climbed up in my kids' fort, which uh, due to some bad planning, laziness. I'm uh, not sure how to cut four by fours down perfectly. Uh, stuff it's yeah i didn't want to mess with it so my kid's fort is six feet tall found out that's a little high for children <laughs> <laughs> my wife's like what's the rail you want like that's where they're gonna play she's like i thought that was the roof I'm like oh no the roof's gonna be <laughs> you don't get it we're just we're like we're halfway there babe <laughs> they're gonna be reaching for the sky <laughs> I'm gonna help him. I'm gonna help him get Ooh, those dreams. Man. So, uh, it's it's tall, and but it's it's safer now. Uh, there is, you know, <laughs> it's as safe as I can make it. It is. Um, it's sturdy, by the way, because I help, you know, as an advisor. Yes. <laughs> I yes. checked it out, and it's legit. It's sturdy. So don't yeah. worry about his kids. Sorry. No. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. I made a legit. Uh, a jet set of stairs. That's my biggest thing I'm proud yeah, of. Yeah, man. Ran true stringers and everything. Yeah. Looks and, good. Uh, we got the uh, boards up on top. I used deck boards. And there's only like a three inch gap or four inch gap between the boards. Um, so they can't. They can get their arms through it, which is fun. Like, come on, people. They dropped the parachute guys. I got them those. I mean, compared to the scary-ass shit I was building up in trees and the things we made when we were kids, like, <laughs> I don't know. We survived. Yeah. Like, some of that stuff. I don't know. We survived. We either should have came out of the woods with less limbs and yeah. severe burns. We were so young. We're not at all. We were yeah, so dude. young. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think, oh my god. What I don't our, know if we can tell those stories. No. I mean, they're... No, no. Yeah. We're not going into that. 
<laughs> Anyways. This is why we need a Patreon. That's right. Yeah, yeah you can pay to subscribe to the things we don't want to admit that we've done. Because yeah. it's good stuff, people. <laughs> it's worth $10 a month. They're good stories. That, that is for sure. And what a better way to get to know us um, than to pay us. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so... That's pretty much been my life. Uh, was with the kids. We do walks. We go, uh, Panera opened a new store up right on our downtown. So uh, just walk there. Yeah, it's like I, right there. I got the app, so me and the kids oh, yeah. will walk up and yeah. we get cookies. Panera's or, awesome. Uh, I, I try to always get Chelsea something too, cause she's working hard at the hospital. So we yeah. get her cinnamon rolls mm -hmm. or bear claws. Which yeah. I found out I'll, I like bear claws way more than her. Oh. Well, if you get it, then she doesn't want it. You can eat it. Yeah, yeah. The one thing I will say, Panera, if you're listening, which I highly doubt, but if you're listening, way too much almond extract in that. Really? Nobody wants it. It tastes like Dr. Pepper. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. I haven't had one of those for a while. See, I don't... I'm not a massive sweets person. Like, if I go there and get sweets, I'm probably going to get a muffin. Like Ooh. a blueberry muffin. Love muffins. Poppy seed lemon muffin. Like Love those that. Are, yeah, man. I get down with some of that or like a streusel. Yep. There's really not a pastry I'm not a fan of. Yeah, and so, like, those are my Hence jam. the dad bod. Well, yeah. I feel you, man. <laughs> yep. It's quarantine bot at this point. But guess what, folks? doesn't matter because I'm not going to the beach. Darn right. Unless you're an idiot. And that's my personal opinion. Um, I will say there's safe ways to do it, but... Like, uh, not in Florida. Correct. I mean more like in Seattle. Well, I don't want to use the word Seattle. I'll put it to you this way. If you're not going to a beach where you don't see anybody, you're pretty much inviting That's... yourself to problems. Yeah, like we could go walk up at that park. Totally. By, well, yeah, well, man. Outside is fine. That is yeah. statistically proven that being outdoors and not in an enclosed space such as we are right now, within six foot of one another, such as we are right now, yeah. Um, that you will not pass. We are in each other's expanded circles. That's correct. We have defined circles. I'm not kidding. That's legit. I don't really go outside of my circle at all. And that's why it feels so good to be back in the studio. Yeah. I haven't had anybody in here. We're since. doing it more safely than probably anybody out there is. And unless, I unless you're Joe mask. Rogan and like testing people before they come into your house. <laughs> well, and I wear my mask everywhere in public still. Yep. I have hand sanitizer in my yep. car. Like I. Yep. Just Everywhere I touch, get ATM. Should we go over to the COVID stuff briefly? Sure. I mean, like, the biggest thing, I, I, I keep getting in fights online about this. We wear masks oh. not to protect ourselves, but to protect others. Because there's a good chance you could have it and be asymptomatic yep. and spread it without even knowing you have it. Yeah, or have had it before. Because there's a lot of statistical uh, evidence and other anecdotal evidence that this was circulating through our population before it was well known that it was out there. Like legit, yeah. I got pretty darn Me sick. And you both. Yeah, we both got pretty darn sick. The kids got sick. Yep. Wives got sick. Um, and that was right before the crap really hit the fan. Yeah, about a month before. So exactly. Yeah. And I'm not saying we had it, but it's totally possible that we got it. And, and that's when know. I heard it was coming. I'm like, not again! I don't want to go through another sinus infection. I got a big honker. If I can't breathe, dude, you got messed thing, up. I'm miserable. Big time. Yes. It was like two solid weeks. Yes, where I you was were like out, incommunicado. Yeah, I remember you text. We, I talked to you on the phone once, and I'm like, dude, you sound <laughs> terrible. Like, you sounded like you sounded like this. <laughs> it was like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like, it, my. I always like go back to about three years ago when my kids from the daycare gave me some kind of plague and I oh literally laid in the couch wondering if I was going to live. That I was know. the sickest I've been for a while. I lost 20 pounds and like 
that sticks up in my whole life. Oh my god, near near going to the hospital. That's but when we got that. Uh, uh, oh, SRV. No. Dude, I don't even know. Uh, RSV, RSV. Something, dude. That's what we got from when Harry went to the. Evelyn and there was ne- it's like there's just shit that goes around. Yes. And like that's what I'm worried yes. about. So back to COVID. Yeah. I am frightened about the fact that we're heading into flu season. Yeah, granted, it's it's early July. I get that, folks. But guess what? People are going nuts because they've been stuck in their homes, which I get. We go out as much as we possibly can in our backyard. <laughs> we walk around the block. The kids haven't been to any stores ever, if at all, for I three months. Down. I started take. I started taking the kids to. And you can up. safely. We yeah. just haven't. Yeah, I yeah, I do believe there's some psychological damage we need to accept that's going to be done. Oh I yeah, we're social creatures. Kids have to have that. Like, I'm, I'm, we, we and you are both lucky. Like, our kids have someone to play with. Like, yeah. And you had a brother growing up. Me and Chell were only children. I, I thought about that a lot. If, yeah, honestly, this would be nuts. I, I would have been fine. <laughs> I, I loved. I love summer vacations. Yeah. Never ever wanted to and go you back. You get along to with adults. Like, yeah. <laughs> totally. I, I was like, oh, I'll play my game. That's fine. I'll draw some pictures. Yeah. Write some music. But. uh I empathize and and we took the kids because like every time i go to the store they're like where's your kids where's your kids why don't you I'm like well covid corona they're like we all have masks on we're not gonna touch them and like yeah but what about everybody else around here i know and i you know <laughs> i finally broke down and i went and they were honestly all really good they kept their distance like they were all very nice they still managed to like give my kids things which i was not crazy about mm. but they went back to the bakery section and went and got them like some of the plastic rings that go on the cakes. And the next thing I know, they're getting balloons. I'm like, okay, A, this is over the top. And this is not the Kroger experience everybody gets. Right. <laughs> but I'm not Kroger. I know. I shop at Kroger <laughs> a lot. I love the people. I stop and talk to them. I'm always very appreciative of the sure. stalkers. Um, Stalkers, not stalkers, not stalkers. <laughs> not oh, the I... people who hunt people down and like creep on them. The people who put groceries on their shelves, like the hard-working laborers that they are. And I've been one of them, by the way. The uh, the oh my gosh, why can't I think of it? The uh, essent- they're essential. The, yes. the essential workers, stalkers. Probably, okay, not the non-essential workers. Yeah, stalkers. the other stalkers are not essential workers. <laughs> they're, they're just not. They're the ones you pick out of the tree with your twenty-two you rifle. Gotta give it a break. <laughs> gotta give, give it a break during these dangerous times. So, uh, and that's yeah. pretty much all I have on Corona. I mean, my... if you if you if you don't know what the hell is going on with the coronavirus, then you're living in some kind of alternate universe. Yeah. You don't need us to update you on that. Yeah, I will say my vet pushed back and said that there was a study he said, which he has not shared with me yet, that um, asymptomatic people aren't very likely to infect other people. Um. Well. That would probably depend on the environment you're in. Like, it's the whole enclosed space, the the amount of, like, like the whole, we're talking. based on cultures, parts per million of the bacteria. Even if I'm talking in front of you and, like, spitting all over you and you only see the droplets that you're breathing in right now from me talking next to you. And I don't buy that. I don't, I don't buy that at all. I don't, see, that's what I don't buy either. What I buy that's... is, I have talked to the pathologists, the microbiologists, and the other clinical lab scientists at where I work. I'm not going to name that company because I don't speak for them, by the way. Um, I never will, um, because I am an independent person. I'm going to speak for myself in this instance, being very careful here. Um, but what I will say is, I've spoken to those people who are professionals, professional scientists. I trust these people. Right. Know what the hell they're doing. 
and they have told me not to screw around. Wear a mask, don't get on an airplane, don't go anywhere where you're around a ton of people unless you have to be, and just don't mess with it. It's about balancing risk versus reward. And the only reward you're gonna get is not getting infected, and that's by limiting your risk. I'm gonna ask a fun question. Sure. You don't have to answer this on air. We can we can take this off air. Um, let's say the vaccine comes out tomorrow. Are you getting it? Um, if it's been clinically trialed and it works, then yeah, I'm getting it. Darn right, I am. I probably will have to get it. To be honest, I know. Your your wife will have to get it. I I know. I have no desire to be in the first round of that crap. Like it, there's no way. Like a. Hey, people are already saying it's starting to mutate. I've heard that. I haven't it seen will, that though. Recently. It'll be just like the flu vaccine, man. You don't get it. I get the flu vaccine every year. I don't love it, but I have to get it. And I've gotten something every year. It doesn't matter what How it is. How many microchips do you have inside of you, Brent? Probably millions. <laughs> I don't know worse off. I am in no means serious. Um, I just, I don't, like, right. I don't like, I don't like, I don't like the flu vaccine because I don't like the rate that it, um, protects people at it's not a very high correct uh, high well like you were saying it's not only the mutation factor it's the strains right the the virus vaccines and any vi vaccine really it only protects against certain strains and as whatever viral is out there yep. or bacterial it all mutates and changes to your point yeah it tries to get you faster quicker better yeah i hey. just said two things were the same thing but you know what i mean i'm with you and i just yes i don't want that um I don't want that. I'm not at a high risk. I don't mind wearing a mask. I also don't go out in public when I'm sick. I'm a very big person about staying home when I'm sick. Yeah. Um, you just do what you can, man. We're all in this together, like they say. We're not in the same boat, but we're all in this together. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, don't get on boats. So what are we talking about today? Yeah, that's what we're here for. Um, so, okay. I We talk a lot about the right and what we don't like about the right yes. and um talked about jordan peterson before on here okay yep and i watched a video with him recently and he was trying to question where where the line is for the left mm. and i thought it was a really really good point and, and he threw out some things saying that you know the right um is for borders both you know metaphorically and literally yeah. like and because they're a fan of these borders they're able to have um i would say clear markers because there's leaders um I, I don't use the word leaders i'll get to that point but but because there's borders they are easier to find that's the word borders help you define things sure absolutely your your scope of your stance yes so to speak and the left tends to be traditionally for freedom right. like they push for freedom and when you do that it's he puts harder to see where the line is and and me and brent were talking about this mm -hmm. pre-show sure, sure and i want to emphasize what i'm talking about is the extremist line like on the <clears throat> we know what the extremist right is and and that seems to be for everyone is when we start saying that one race is superior to another we everyone is like eh that is extreme we everyone don't allow will be that. a christian everyone will be white yes like that is the extremist end of the right that we say no we will not, change nothing about how we are yeah okay, that's not allowed in in our in our civic discussion if okay. you will yeah. but what is that on the left correct where's the applicable 
alternative. Right. And right, <laughs> correct. And um, the the one thing that I mean obviously pops to mind right now in everyone's mind if you listen to the president or watch the news is Antifa. Sure. Which are anti-fascist. Sure. Which, which is not necessarily like proven to be a real thing. Oh yeah, everything that I've heard about it is that that the FBI largely suspects it's more the extreme right posing as Antifa on the internet to start the violence. To like represent something. Right, and that okay. came from uh, a former FBI director. I mean, so I... Right, they're not... You today... show me your source, and if he's an FBI guy, <laughs> that's Yeah, great. I mean, at the end of the day, I think one point that you may be not tr trying or maybe trying to overtly make is that the current administration, when I'm talking like loosely in terms of not just the White House, but everything that's associated with it, is not super forthcoming about, hey, Antifa sucks, but we're not going to tell you exactly what that means and where it's at and how it's coming after you. It no. just, like the president's using it as a blanket statement against things that are rioting and looting and all that kind of stuff, right? That, while that is, yeah, that is absolutely correct. I am saying the FBI guy that I said that they're literally it's the opposite of antifa correct yeah that's representing antifa yes. the opposite representing yes okay yeah sure. on social media to right cause. to create to to create the threat that they need to be there yes just like i'm not saying that the right is this but historically the nazis created the evils that they needed for example perfect i was gonna ask as you, an example what's the extreme right and that would be nazis yeah. They yeah so, those, those individuals extreme left who would you associate with that leaders in history yeah you're gonna start going into the the Lenin yeah Soviet Union's great example and the other one like, Lenin's probably the best example but and he got corrupted no he's the best example for you and me because of the books we read <laughs> no no I mean in terms of he didn't in my opinion completely initially bastardize what the left could be like i think he really represented what it could be but then it got many through a lot of things fair fair that's a great point and i'm not i'm not i will will, will go with that because yep. the one that i i researched because i knew very little about was uh mal mal, Chairman mal and he was you know i mean he was came from nothing came from nothing he was a soldier yep. um they overthrow the warlords he comes to the communist party and he uses marxism to form his you know communist mm -hmm. views he uh has this i think it's called a little red book uh, i don't think that's right but it was a Karl marx publication pretty sure getting all this wrong i'll put links to the research these are not the stuff i wrote down yeah um I didn't want to make it a car. Uh, all right. I didn't want to make it about Marxism. I didn't want to make the show about Mao. I didn't sure. want to make it about it. just I talking about to, the far left. What could represent? Yeah, and I do do I do ha, I do do I do have things to discuss in better research sure. form. But um, yeah, so Chairman Mao, um, he he overthrew uh, whatever warlords takes power, um, communist. It was a it. capitalist, somewhat hmm. capitalist system he overthrew. I don't know the answer to that. The warring factions were posing as such, from what I understand. Fair. That sounds that sounds right. It does sound that it was still very old school. Correct. Um, 
but it wasn't like all for the people kind of thing. It felt very like I don't want to. I'm gonna use the word kingdom and serfs. Sure, like, that's the vibe I got. It was like almost fiefdoms, but there was fiefdoms. capitalism yeah, type elements yeah, running. That. That's the vibe I got. Sure. So Mal comes in and he's like, "The land is yours to the farmers. You own the land," and that was great and that was good. But then in like he has this five year plan or the great push forward. Oh yeah, every. He had several of these yes. initiatives that were meant to drive forward and make the country better. And <clears throat> so one of the things he did, though, is, like, he did a Hitler thing, and he took over the youth. And it was called, like, Mao's Red... Oh, yeah, brainwashing. ...something, yeah. Yep. Basically, he got them to turn against the landlords, and he was convinced... Violently. Violently. They killed the landlords. And then the state owned the property, then the state took ownership of the farms. Yep. And but the state represented the people. Right. Well, and the and like, so like they're trying to do too much, or they're not doing a good enough job, and it's being mismanaged. And um, dr uh, famine comes yep. because there's a uh, no coordination. Yeah, yep. floods followed by drought. You know, bad farming seasons, and the cities were still able to get food from the villages and as a result like entire villages like starved to death yep wiped out yep just completely wiped out hundreds of thousands if i'm not mistaken right <clears throat> it's horrible it yep. is a horrifying thing and and the thing i get frustrated with is like well people say well you know communism hasn't ever really been true communism because it always ends up being totalitarian because the people get corrupted but you can't fix that like that you can't is fix going people. to be the me. system is what it is but it's, you have to enact it and actually use it the way it is if you manipulate and bastardize it which we've proven in every system that's ever existed yes then you have problems so, every system has problems I, so i'm like all right well I gotta go further back then. I gotta get to Marx. Yep. Karl Marx and figure out what's going on. So Karl Marx, 1818, 100 years before my great grandma was born, to 1883. That's a good long life for a guy back then, right? Yeah. And um, and this is what I really like about it is when he when he was alive, uh, capitalism was kind of new. You know, it was a new thing, and right. and he saw the dangers of it. And I don't believe, like, this is the thing I'm, I'm going to put out there about Marxism. I do not believe it is the, the replacement, but I do believe it's the diagnosis tool. I, and, like, the video I said, they said compared it to, like, old school surgeons of, like, the 1800s. They were very good at diagnosing the problems, but they didn't have the technology to fix it. Mm -hmm. And that's what Marx, Mar Karl Marx did. Like, um, I, he just communism has this part about it where it has like an emotional understanding about how people need to feel as part of their society whereas, fundamentally fundamentally whereas um capitalism doesn't and he had these issues with capitalism he said that modern work is alienated that um to feel uh, fulfilled by our jobs we have to see ourselves in the objects we create and that um all of the efficiency that came along with industrialization was great, but it didn't allow people to see how their contributions bettered humanity. If you're just packing ball bearings all day. It's the whole 
self-fulfillment. And I mean, but it's kind of, it's an old school look versus the progressive approach. And I don't know why it has to be. I don't think it's old school. I think it's just human nature. Well, you're, you were talking about it earlier when you were saying the sense of like, he came from a time before 1818, what was happening during his times? Things were changing, right? Sure. And so it went from, you know, you having Cooper Smiths making wooden barrels and like wood taking blacksmith shit from your own straight you know what i mean like all the rivets and all making barrels like just for that one thing right everything was custom made yeah to where you're cranking out 15 widgets an hour because you're on part of the assembly line you're not seeing the fulfillment of the saddle of whatever you're making yes so i i think i get what he's saying that's yes. what, i guess my point is that he has he's looking at it from that older world perspective like yes. the winemaker why it might growing the grapes and smashing them up and fermenting you know what i mean all he, that he called this um do you want me to try some german here yes so, yes yeah yeah and and from dung and from dung i think i have to say i'm more angry and from dung perfect god i, I, I felt it. it in my soul yeah uh <laughs> or alienation uh or a disconnect between what you do all day who you are and what you ideally think you can contribute to existence. Wow. Someone who didn't like this kind of thought process would be like, freaking hippies. I know, exactly I know, but I, honestly, I feel that. Like, I get it, I get it. I've I totally, worked as a shoe yeah. cobbler for, you know, 15 years, and I and I appreciate the trade, and I find passion in what I do. Mm -hmm. I like to make things look great and make them look beautiful and new, and I, I find value in that. Yeah, but it's, I've put on additions to houses, man. I totally get it. But it's not my, I want to, that's not what I want to do. It's not what I, not, it's not how I feel like I could ideally contribute. Mm -hmm. And your heart is still in the creative arts in some sense. Oh, no, fully. It yeah. is. Yeah. Whereas I, I create, but I create different things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I create formulas and spreadsheets to figure out numbers and things. I, I'm so torn <laughs> on what my master's will be in, but I'm very excited to dive in. You're a Juris Doctorate, you mean? I know. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a long road. Yeah, right. um, so, life. Uh, the other, one of the other <laughs> issues he had was um, modern work. Um, capitalism makes the workers expendable. They're just a part of the cog. Mm -hmm. uh, they're just a part of the machine. If production slows down, right. people gotta go. Right. And right. that's hard. Right. Because there's something about us as humans that we don't want to feel like we're useless. We don't want to feel like we could spend our lives doing something that doesn't mean anything. I don't disagree with that. I don't either. But market conditions change regardless. I, I am aware of that. I am aware of that, but I think you accept the point that CEOs aren't taking dramatic changes in their salary to help keep employees on often and that I don't feel like that's the norm no I mean I I think without totally trying to I'm not trying to poke holes in this sentiment by any way oh you're gonna have bigger issues <laughs> with oh, the next I, one. oh I know I know I will because <laughs> I, I've, I know I'm pretty familiar with Marxism but um, I would just say that you're right in business the flexible workforce is just that people get crushed i've been a part of it sure i know all about it um, and i've been a part of both sides of it, making the decision and being the recipient of such decisions um but it's the same like if the market totally tanks and the small business owner 
he might he probably will give up some of his salary to save his employees i agree but about the totally hits the fan. business owner that guy's like get the hell out i can't afford you i'm making my <laughs> rent yeah. so anyways i'm with you keep going um this is the one i'm interested in your take on this will be the one where we get my work. knife out. I know we're gonna disagree <laughs> on this. You know, Mark said that workers get paid little, so CEOs can get paid more, and he called this primitive accumulation, or the fact that capitalists see profit as a reward for being, um, um, you know, being clever, um, finding ways to cut corners, and Mark sees profits as theft from your workers as other words like profit is a form of exploitation i'm gonna surprise you right now in two ways probably okay one this won't surprise you actually i do agree with the sentiment of the capitalists thinking of themselves as clever and that's how i'm gonna get ahead yeah now don't tell me you haven't thought to yourself woke up one morning like, i got a million dollar idea that's I, all I caught you every that's all that about happens. that first, <laughs> yep that's all about that first part right there man yeah the second part of it is though the the piece about stealing from your workers that is absolutely true but in the purest sense and that's where freaking communism dies yeah that's exactly where it dies in that point right there yeah when it becomes yeah it's that for your workers but guess what man i'm still feeding my pocket and have my dacha out and <laughs> I, I was i knew that wasn't gonna go you know perfect but yeah. uh what I, else you got I like this one. This one I really like was like, this one is right in my heart. Um, Marx had hope for the efficiency of the modern economy because uh, even though he was like, holy moly, we can like make cars for everybody. Like he didn't see that as a good thing, but the, the good thing he did find in it was that maybe fewer of us would have to work and this would actually give us freedom. And he was so disappointed to see it get a negative term and um or a pejorative term like unemployment yeah when we should be calling it like freedom we should be proud of of how we can innovate so people don't have to work and so that's the thing where i i, I wholeheartedly agree that the fulfillment of life the whole life liberty and the pursuit of happiness thing gets completely distorted and destroyed by the societal uh, thought process of the fact that you have to be you can't be idle you have to be doing something to better society to better yourself you have to be doing something and I'm not totally off the bandwagon on you should do things that like you shouldn't just sleep on the couch all day and become a slob and you know I mean at the end if you really want to do that we live in a free country where you can do that and waste away into nothing but that's not life in my opinion and real fulfillment yeah. though would allow you more opportunity to do things like you're talking about you have a golden opportunity with your kids right now spending time as a stay-at-home dad you know in large large part like the school thing crushes you when you got it going on and you can't just spend time with them all day like you want to that was hard because i was in it was literally a new group project every week some of them had six sometimes i had six co-writers for a week Sorry. no you're good and um and the whole day, I am like missing messages and, yeah. and the asking everybody, "Hey, can we please meet after my kids go to bed?" And yeah, like that's yeah, that's hard to ask because you're trying to get every second you possibly can with these little suckers because they, every day you wake up, they're bigger and they're they're smarter and they're different. Yeah, like, and that's just it. 
there's no opportunity for most men to take advantage of that. I'm not crying on people's shoulders as a white male saying, oh man, my life's hard. Not doing that at all. I'm just saying like, there's some opportunities for any guy where it would be nice if you could take time every summer to spend time with your kids, not just a weekend, two days. And guess what, what I'm doing on the weekends? I wake up, I mow the grass. My kids may or may not be outside with me. And then I'm watering lawn. Then I'm doing this, that, and the other. I may get still a little and few hours with my kids. And when do you get the time for yourself? Never. That we all need. Like yeah. We... When I'm carving it out, when I'm not spending time with my kids. Yeah. And that's what crushes me. That's, I know. I try to be, I try to be really respectful. Like, that. I know my wife's at work all day, but when she gets home, like, all right, I need a break. Like, I got my get changed. Do whatever you need. But, like, when as soon as you're able, I need to, like, get away from cartoons. And, like. And more often than you think, she's probably, like. I'm actually ready for that because <laughs> I am man I come I home from work and I'm like I'm I don't want to see a freaking computer yeah. for anything I want to I'll sit and watch cartoons with them yeah I'll let Eleanor make me paint and whatever else like I'll do whatever I can oh, I'm, a, I'm a jerk dude I will not let them paint I will not let that go I'll let them do watercolors yeah ours is more of that Courtney lets them do the paint paint but it's so like a Chelsea. gel I'm it's not... like a gel one that comes off so I don't like die plus her dad's the one who's like cleaning that part of the house mostly so I don't that's nice. You got that nice garage to do stuff in too. I will have more space in that garage too. Is there air conditioning in there? No, no. not now. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah, that's tough. It is. And it's we're like in the middle of a heat wave. I have another wall unit in my basement. I'm not using right now. I'm like I might put that in the wall. It's as hot as could be in that garage. I bet, dude. Yeah. I don't know if it's insulated though. <laughs> Ninety-five here today. Yeah, it was brutal. That's not right. It's gonna get worse. It's gonna get worse. I don't want to. Where are you going to go? Alaska? North to Alaska. I'm not against Alaska. Uh, <laughs> you know, I saw that movie, this uh, Fire Saga. It's a new Will Ferrell movie. And it's 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 great. I, I can't, I can't. That's a Netflix special? Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. I just started watching Space Force. Oh, man. That's which is great, hilarious, dude. dude. I love that shit. Dude, <laughs> and, and it, got, it got tore up in the reviews. I don't get that. It's amazing. It's so hilarious. you saw the second episode? Oh, I saw it, yeah. Okay, with the dog? Yes. And the monkey? Yes. That is my favorite That episode, episode. was hilarious, man. <laughs> and then, like, the tails float around and, like, he ate the dog. <laughs> well, no you left him up there with no food, you assholes. Yeah, I know. Uh, I like how it's, it's funny, but there are, like heart-tugging moments about it. Yeah. Like, when he saves the daughter from yep. those guys. Yeah. And, like, I feel bad for the daughter because she's, like, being neglected, too. And they're not making light of that. Like, it's nope. a clear thing. Like, it's an issue. Yeah. That's what I'm waiting for is the reconciliation. I feel bad. I feel like they crammed so much character development into her her arc. It was really... Uh... I want to know what the hell happened to the mother. I know. Hey, we're talking about the left. Yeah. We'll do a Space Force review. <laughs> Anytime you want. Oh man, we're gonna be we doing like do a four-hour episode. Could, I know we could put it on here. Yeah. And we could just talk, do the episode. You want to watch that? Do Commentary. that. <laughs> we'll do it. Um, okay, so marks. That's yep. where we're at. Yep. Uh, I I I wrote this down. Unemployment should be a mark of an efficient society. We should aim to have people at home being creative. But not call unemployment to your point. Yeah. It's called just your freedom, your time. Right, because we should tax automation. We should tax things that can be taxed and put people out of work. Well, and almost to the sense that there has to be some level of balance to where when you create efficiencies, it just feeds back into societal benefit in the truest sense, not just 
it's efficient so I get a cheaper widget when I go to buy it from Walmart. It needs to like, you know, you're going to have yeah. to at some point say that there's a quote unquote universal basic income or something that provides That's the I'm things at. income could give you. You know what I mean? Like maybe you get credits and you can get this much of this kind of stuff with the credits. And it's a base amount of living that everyone can at least have a decent provisional from and then you work from that. I don't know. Yeah, and then you get rid <clears throat> of the welfare. Well, and that's just it. And then, it's in place of. And so I like the idea of that for the welfare in the sense that I and I I don't want to get picked apart on this, but I don't love I don't want people to just get handed cash. Like when I've when I've seen homeless folks and I've had an opportunity to help them, I try to give them something that's food, a coupon to get the food for free, something yeah. that is not. And I'm not gonna be like, oh, I don't want them to spend it on booze and drugs and stuff. That's not exactly where I'm going, but I mean, at least you know the benefit is there for what they really need. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I don't really care if they spend it on booze or drugs. They can if they want. That, and, and honestly, I'm not encouraging them. I hope they do it on food, but like literally, like when I give them the money, I'm like, it's their money. I'd always prefer to buy them the food. Like yeah. say, hey, I'm going to go order something. What do you want? That, that would make more sense to me. I'm just saying like yeah. if that's what you're going to do, you need some clothes. You want a pair of jeans. Yeah. Like something that provides material That's why you're always benefit. coming over here with no pants on. Yeah. Terrible co-host. No. <laughs> what he means is... We're PG-13 here. <laughs> um, everyone's be like, where's his pants? This is the last thing I have on Marks. Yep. And then I wanted to talk about your thing. Mm, the yeah. defunding. Yeah. Um, I thought this was really interesting, though. What did I read this for? Oh, I will read that. Um, he said that capitalism puts economic decisions ahead of all others and that it has so many domino effects that the biggest one, though, he talked about was the effect it has on relationships. That people are stuck in a place they don't want to be financially or that, I mean, all that stuff. That oh, people does. have to consider that. Yeah, it creates societal constructs where you feel like you have to be successful to create the money to and that's what you should be. not yeah. what love should be. Yeah, well, no, and it's not about love. Yeah, I don't get you wrong. It creates... There's issues totally with that. He calls it commodity fetishism. Hmm. Yep. I love that name. There's a lot to that. There's Great. To that. I was going to try to say the German one of that, and I was like, nope, I didn't even write it down. No, it's going to come out <laughs> like, I'm sucking dick or something. <laughs> I know. It was bad. It was bad. Um... Oh, this is good. This is a, a writing for Marx. I'll finish finish Marx stuff. With this little tidbit here. Yeah, and this is from the German ideology, eighteen forty five. Production and thus make it possible for me to do one thing today and another tomorrow. To hunt in the morning, fish in the afternoon, rear cattle in the evening, criticize after dinner. Just as I have a mind, without ever becoming a hunter, a fisherman, a herdsman, or a critic. Interesting. I like that. I like that idea of, of, of being free to do what I want. Sure. To be able to follow multiple pursuits. I Yeah, I mean, there would be a lot to that, to be able to just get up and, I want to do this, or I want to do that. I, I get you. Yeah. Wholeheartedly. Like, when you were a kid, you know, and you're thinking about <clears throat> what you were going to do someday, and besides being a rock star, you know what I mean? Like, just being Like, every kid thinks about it. Like, oh, someday I'm going to be rich. And I'm just going to do whatever I want. Going to be famous. Yeah, and you see all those different things. You know, people are like, 
I watched a documentary once about the Johnson, like Johnson and Johnson family. Yeah. And uh, I'll stop with this, but the the one of the kids, I think his name is Jamie Johnson. He did a documentary on his family. Oh, I remember that. And like he was like exposing to some degree, like I'm rich as fuck, and here's what it's like to be rich. As fuck. Yeah. Like, and you know what? I think even back then, seeing that you're just like. I just don't have an idea. And that, that kind of opened my eyes to the fact that most of us, even though we're like, oh, when I'm rich, I'm going to do this. We, when you're talking rich, rich, we just don't have a clue how those folks even live. Like when the, when he went in to see his dad and his dad was like in this massive room is probably bigger than three or four of your houses full of paintings. And the guy's sitting there with this, I'm sure just that board that he had with the paint on it probably cost more than my truck. He's sitting there painting, and he told his son, he's like, you know, I was hoping you'd just pick up some hobby, like map collecting or, or painting. And I'm like, you want this dude to spend his whole life collecting maps? Like well, that, cool. that. And, that, you know, um, Tom, or no, John Adams said that something about, he had different, like, levels. He said that, you know, his generation would have to fight a war so that his kids could be able to study arts and textiles. And then, like, they would do that so that their kids could study agriculture and some other things. And, like, they would do that so their kids could, like, work further up. Like, he kind of, he didn't have a, a, a Marxist idea or mindset necessarily. He was probably pulling from different historical things that maybe led to the same constructs. Yeah. But the idea is that we're going to fight the hard battles so our kids don't have to. And the reality is the world is so complex that you know, it's not like you just flip the switch and it happens. So, yeah. And that's why... And that, again, if, I'm, if I haven't drawn a clear line, like I wanted to say like Marxism is, again, it's a great tool to diagnose the problems of capitalism, but it's not, it's not the answer. So, again, yeah. this is one of the areas I think the left goes too far in. Yeah. When I see calls from people on Facebook that there should be no property owners, that bothers me. Yeah. That seems nonsensical to me. Yeah. And I don't think Karl Marx envisioned this. Well, they didn't know what the future was going to hold, but I mean, they also didn't know. They didn't. They weren't able to witness the quote-unquote experiments that were the USSR and that are communist now, China today. The French because all that stuff yeah and there was a I French, mean, revolution. French revolution but see but, that's the thing he saw the economic problem with the economic right. uh, sure because they couldn't marry who they wanted to they had to marry for status class yeah and like but that was a bad example because there just there wasn't nearly the scope and the scale of the issues that was right. a much more developed country you know what I mean so, so that's that's one of the issues with the left is yeah. Marxism uh, Marxist views go too far I mean, at some point, it can't just be, and that's just it. Like I was saying, I think that's my point. The line, I don't really, I was talking to you about this earlier. I don't know if there's a clear, in my opinion, line in the sand. Like, here's the line you don't cross on the left and you're too far. To me, it's more along the lines of when you get to that, that point where there's no return, where it's just simply where we're saying, well, we're doing it for the betterment of everybody. Yeah. And we're providing everything for everybody. Well, it never gets executed that way. And that, to me, that's when you cross the line. Like, there has to be some independence, some ability to create your own existence beyond just society's helping you out for all of it. Excuse me. Um, Jordan Peterson's big answer that 
that he got to, and again, I'm stealing his thunder, but his big thing was that the line in the right should be when, you know, when one race thinks they're suprem uh, superior, mm -hmm. that's the right. And he thought the line in the left should be um, equality of outcome, hmm. where we hold, because it holds everyone to the lowest standard. And so everyone's on the same length of the Right. That's the line. And I like Jordan Peterson. I know he gets like, uh, this is the other <laughs> issue I have with the left going too far. And uh, so his, his answer is that should be our line. When we start saying everyone deserves the same outcome, when it's when it turns from everyone deserves the same opportunity to everyone deserves the same outcome, that's when things are going to fall apart. It's dangerous. Because who decides what the outcome is? Who decides what the outcome yeah. is? Yeah. Who decides what categories we are is it just men and women do we include race do we include gender do we include and, and are we just talking socioeconomic because mm. are we talking about how tall i am because there's studies that say because i'm short i'm gonna make ten thousand dollars less a year per inch than somebody who's six foot two yeah well that's that's a lot of money I'm a short guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <Why? laughs> and I mean, so this is why equality of outcome, I think, does make a good a good thing. But I, I don't will not think disagree with that enough. at all. Equality of outcome versus the equal playing field, like equal equal opportunity. Equal opportunity yeah, is what we should sense. all strive for and push for. Um, but I didn't think that that was a big enough answer, and that's why I put together this stuff. And you got you have answers too that we talked about. So. Um, Equality of outcome is a great starting point. I would add to that that Marxism is a great thing to help us fix capitalism. It does point out the views, or it does point out the flaws in capitalism, mm -hmm. but it, and that it doesn't prescribe the solution. Doesn't prescribe the solution. We should. You cannot fix the flaws that are in capitalism, and there are flaws without looking at Marxism. Yep. And if the left doesn't stop leaning on it as the answer, yep. it's going to repulse the right. It's going to repulse never... everybody when yes. it goes too far. And that's that's what Brent's big thing was today. It's like the left sucks at naming stuff. They're bad at it. And that leads us to... Yeah, man. It's just everyone and their brother winds up fucking... I'm sorry, I'm cussing here, but it's just... It makes get me back on Reagan. I know. Yeah. It makes me upset the fact that... Um, it just goes overboard, and everyone feels like they have to have this this society where you don't you have to defund the police, and you don't have yep. uh, any kind of rules. And it's just it's the chop thing that happened out west, where Seattle. you just got all these people in this this happy community, and it, it it was not a bad concept. It's just like Marxism and communism, and I again the I'm human not element. correct. It gets corrupted yes. when people feel like they're supposed to have some kind of power. When you get "quote unquote" elevated above your peers, that's when you have problems. Mm -hmm. And so, what happened out there out west? You had freaking shootings because people couldn't handle it and couldn't keep the peace. They couldn't live up to those standards that they put in self put into themselves. And I'm not saying that outsiders may not have come into that, but it's just generating an environment where there's no room to help but they you. Still, the outsiders knew they could. Correct. And that's the problem. It, Correct. They weren't willing to accept it, though. And the the right is so good at naming things. Like, the right is like, they're coming to take our guns. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You know? And then we're like, defund the police. And the right's like, yeah, that's what they're saying. <laughs> they didn't even change it. No. It, yeah. And my, and I, I, I'm going to steal some ideas from a lot of people. That's but, what we do here. Uh, Put them together. 
Yeah, I, my biggest one. I like. I listened to the talk Joe Rogan had with this uh, former Navy SEAL commander. He was his name is Jocko Willink. Yeah, he's a he's a really neat guy. I like following him and his exploits. But um, he pointed to the fact that, and I agree with this hundred percent, that the biggest issue with defund the police is. And I don't think that people who say that, for the most part, I agree with you. I don't think people who say that mean truly take all the money from the cops. I don't even think they mean that. Yeah, um, if you don't know But there are means. people who do mean that. And in yeah. a literalist sense, that's probably the most idiotic thing you can do is take getting rid of the just just getting rid of the cops, having no police force whatsoever. Is is crazy because, yes, you can look back at history and see how modern policing has its roots in sustaining and maintaining the current societal hierarchies yep. like company police yep. and policing that was incorporated by rich individuals you have those elements that were out there and those are the bully boy tactics right <clears throat> but a modern policing force is necessary 100 percent need those people um and so a lot of things that mr willink was talking about was saying that you know instead of defund the police Let's make sure the money is going where it needs to go and making sure that there's a lot more training. Um, you know, on, on not just, I think there's only like some, some certain amount of testing that's required before you become a police officer. And then you don't have, you, there may be some other things you have to qualify for, but you don't have to keep pursuing training. It's not, yeah. you have to pay for it. And so I don't think it's fair necessarily to require that police have to, I mean, for me as a business person, my experiences give me a lot, and that may be the same for police, but I'm not dealing with life and death every day, and I don't have a gun strapped to me every day, you know, for my job. And so, to me, the fact that, you know, maybe there's, and I think that there are opportunities for better training, I also agree with the standpoint that not every police officer going out there, and this is a different idea from someone I heard on NPR the other day, um, she was talking about how maybe not every police officer needs a gun, because they're not the same kind of police. And that's that's my favorite thing that I've heard about from the police. When you call 911 and you have a fire, you don't need the police. Correct. When you call 911 and you're having a heart attack, you don't need the police. Correct. What else? So when you call 911 and someone's suicidal, you don't need someone running up there. With a gun. Correct. That doesn't have any real de-escalation training. And that's the other piece of it. The training, how to de-escalate how to handle psychological situations. Most police officers are, are subjected to so much that is damaging to them psychologically that they're just not prepared for. And it's yes. not fair to them to just say that, hey, and they get you the gotta warrior. dive into all this crap. They get the warrior training. Like a... Well, they get that, and I think that they get so beaten up by all these scenarios, and I'm not a police officer, I don't know, but I feel like all these different things are gonna weigh on you. And that's the kind of thing that either makes you more empathetic or makes you numb. And when you become numb to things, it's harder for you to take into consideration people's perspectives. You're just dealing with the situation the best way you see fit. And the more numb you are, the less likely you are to use things that are not lethal, that are not as just take it, yeah. take them down. Just deal with it and be done with it and move on. That's when, where the mindset goes. When I did my, when I was in college doing my associates, I interviewed some of the police officers here and talk to them like what happens after a shooting or what happens after something and they say well they offer a counselor and I said well do you ever anyone ever use it no well, why don't you do it well it's looked down upon like 
the I will push, culture there. I will put it back on this over and over and over again. Like and my wife, like Joe makes the great point that like these people have these people see the worst of humanity any day, day in and day out, they have to protect each other in scary situations. We're never gonna break that bond. And themselves. Right. They well, want to go home to their families. Well, no, no, but she's just saying, because my big issue is like, show me, show me the police unions helping oh. to weed out the bad cops. Okay. And show so, me the cops that weed out the bad cops before something happens. That was something else that Jocko talked about. The fact that it, there's nothing wrong inherently with having a union and, and protecting the rights of people who are going to be put in situations that are extraordinary. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. You or I don't have to go chase down bank robbers that are armed or whatever, and I don't want to. So, do I want that police officer to be able to engage someone with a firearm if they have to to protect themselves? Yes, if they shoot the robber and kill them. Do I want them protected from prosecution because they had to save themselves and other people? Yes. But, if they disarm somebody and hurt them, should they be held accountable? Yes. And so that's your point, right? The unions themselves they need to they need to step up here and the members that make up that union are the ones that help decide this they need to step up and say look we're not going to tolerate the bs we cannot just protect one another at for the sake of just doing it i don't there are there is right and wrong and we're going to live by this stuff i was talking to somebody on protect their identity uh for i don't know if they went their view shared but they were saying like they felt bad for the cop that killed george floyd just because I, they didn't think that they knew they were doing something that could actually kill somebody. Could be. You know? Like, could be. And they thought he was just complaining. Could be. You know? You know, it's funny. You, you posted a, a person that was being taken down, that, that the videos that they were having a seizure. Yeah. I didn't get to hear the the audio or anything. Yeah. But the I, only thing I was thinking about was, man, that's brutal. But I wonder if they really are having a seizure. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... I'm not saying I have to have proof, but it's those kind of things. Yeah. Where well, should that the mouth? Like, yeah. I don't know how you pick that, should that <laughs> cop have been punching that? They could have been on drugs or something. Yeah, it's totally possible. True. Right. Should that cop have been punching that dude in the head? No. Yeah. No, not by any means. But that why? But like to the counter to that point, or the final it up or follow it up is like, why aren't police saying, "Holy crap, I didn't think what he did was wrong, and now he's gonna probably go to jail for the rest of his life and never see his family"? Help me. So I don't do that. Sure. Like, like, and I don't hear that either. I don't think that if I was a police officer, I think right now I'd be afraid to say a whole lot of anything. I, they're not, dude. Look at the guys that run the police unions. They're out there running their mouths. But they're the about unions, they're the victims. Man. I they're know. I'm just, I'm, I'm tired of them. No, I, I really know. am. But like, like, it's those kind of people who, who make a bad name for everybody else. When the. When, I know some cops personally. And I think, I know they're good guys. I know. I agree that too. But when the. When the when the priests get caught molesting people, the Catholic Church doesn't come out and be like, "Hey, stop beating us up. We're saving your souls over here." Yeah, right. No, no, you're no, right. Like you, you, you take the PR hit, and like they're not doing that. Like I want to see the cops say, "Yeah, he's a bad dude." Like, and we have other bad dudes. These are the steps we're doing to get him out of here. No, that's just it. There needs to be a stepping up of the unions. That that's where there's an opportunity that they're not taking advantage of. And that's what I think. And I and, and to go if, on your unless point, I'm aware, not aware of it. Well, same here. Like I, I don't hear anything about that. And I and, and my wife was like, 
Well, do you really think that people want to hear a good story about the police right now? Yes. I, I think, would love a good story about the cops. <laughs> I think everybody wants that. I think everybody wants I know the there's lots of story. them every day. We just don't hear about it. I, I look for them, and I share the ones that are good, and they're sweet, and they're nice, and they're cute. There's cops saving lives every day. Yeah, there's, there's a viral one that went out, the cops saving that baby's life. Yep. Yeah. You know, there's yeah, a ton we, of them, yeah. man. But, like, they still need to be better trained <laughs> and no there needs to be better training better assignment to that what they have to do yes they need to be doing less they, they need to be doing less they're not the catch-all for the societal failures of, of governments they, it's like hey let's cut mental funding or health for mental funding so we have so few um uh, caseworkers and sure. stuff like that that people are falling through the cracks and in violent situations that should not be there in the first and place. And that's where you have a better allocation of funds not necessarily from the police just some budgeting right where you say the cops have the tool to where they run a situation where they're not prepared to handle it and they can easily hand off to someone yeah. like you're saying. They can say hey, I know who to call I'm calling this code send this kind of person here because we know they're out there and they can take care of this problem. And they're trained. Yeah, they're trained right. to deal with it. Because I can't deal with it. And if they get their lives put in danger, I'll be here to protect them. And, and so, um, like, this is, you know, the other issue. Like, that's one of the issues we have with the left. Yeah. Is, again, they're bad at naming things. It, and, again, it's too far. Like, right. you can't you, say to abolish the police. And correct. I'm going to talk about one and of the other guys. And the left media was like, Camden, New Jersey, to abolish their police. And then... They brought them back because they couldn't just have no freaking police. They're but just different police. That well, yeah, I do. I totally agree with that no, model. What they yeah. did was right, but that I'm just saying yeah, like, that's right, just right. A, that you couldn't just say no police. Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, and, and yeah, to say they just got rid of their police department is not the whole story. Um, like the other thing we talk about is that the the left likes to silence people. Well, yeah, they're just as bad as the right at that. Yeah, which is. I think it's the whole worse. polarization thing. I honestly think they're worse. The left is big about silencing people, and and like I watched a Glenn Beck interview, and he put it was Glenn Beck why the left might, uh, oh why the left might get really dangerous, and he talks about the left wanting to silence people. He talks about the government is becoming inconsequential because it can't keep up with technology. I think that's an interesting point. Hmm. I mean, like we can publicly shame people like yeah but i mean is the government supposed to be able to make i don't know you know what i'm saying that's not a bad point but i just it's an interesting point yeah um and he was saying like google i don't like his wording on this at all but i, I i'm interested in the point google creates digital ghettos and what he was meaning by that which is a terrible phrase glenn Come on, Glenn. <laughs> Damn it, Glenn. Um, but what he was saying is, like, they let you talk, but then they change the algorithm. And, like, what what is our free speech when it's curated? How, how, is, it, how is it the public square that they claim it to be when, when you get on Facebook and they say most relevant comments? What the hell do you mean most relevant? Yeah, no, no, I, have, I definitely have problems with that. The whole massively sponsored content and the algorithms that I get the whole gosh it's it's back to freaking the whole thing about communism in the purest sense it makes it makes sense like if it only could have been done that way it's the same thing with Facebook saying well we're, we want to curate your content because I just want to share all the stuff that you'll like right there's nothing wrong with that 
except for the fact that you'll never see anything you don't dis you don't disagree with. Right. And then that's wrong. And me, me and Brent are progressives, largely. Yeah. So I yeah. mean, yeah. and and I and we think this is too far. Glenn Beck obviously thinks it's too far. Yeah. Yeah. So and then I found comedians, John Cleese, of uh, Monty Python. Mm -hmm. I mean, he said. If people can't control their own emotions, then they have to start trying to control others' behaviors. Mm. He was warned not to play American universities anymore because people got outraged and offended by things, and you didn't know what to say. Yeah. And then I love Ricky Gervais. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he's one that it's like he puts me off sometimes, but he is funny overall. I love his principles. I really do. Uh, he said, I see offense as collateral damage or free speech. I hate the thought of a person's idea being modified or even hushed because someone might not like them. Hmm. And, and, and I agree. Like, I, the left's, the left's, like, flirtation with giving up freedom of speech for safety from being oh, offended. Yeah. Is like we were talking about earlier. A, a line for yeah, me. Like, it's, I'm not comfortable crossing that line. You cannot say how I should be able to think. You cannot tell me how I should be able to, to say. But if I say things that are offensive, I should be willing and I have to accept the consequences of that. Uh, what's his face? Stephen Fry said, people say I'm offended like it's some special thing. It's just another thing. It's just another complaint, another whine. Yeah. You're offended. So what? Right. Right. What am I supposed to do about that? <laughs> I mean, yes, get over it like yeah. um yep and this I, is where you find that balance man that critical balance of like you have got to be willing and i've i told you about this i put my foot in my mouth several times in different situations saying things i should not have said but the if you get down to the brass tacks about it i've never really blurted out anything that wasn't true per se it was just because of my wording i offended people and I just, yeah, even I, though I wasn't intended to, I've done that before. I'm well aware I'm ignorant of many things, and I may say things out of turn that it might be offensive, or they might be just incorrect, because I'm not educated on something, but mm. I'm open to be educated. Yeah, and, like, and I'm open to when learn. I, yeah, when you do that kind of stuff, you just have to take a step back and say, I'm going to make sure that I'm doing my best to make sure, and that, it's not, and that's just it. If I don't care and I want to deal with the consequences, hell yeah, I'll offend everybody. Who wants to live like that? And, Some well, people. one of the other people that just came in under oh, fire yeah. recently from the left was J.K. Rowling over yeah. some tweets. And I and I wrote one of them down. She wrote, if sex isn't real, there's no same-sex attraction. If, same, if sex isn't real, the lived reality of women globally is erased. I know and love trans people, but erasing the concept of sex removes the ability of many to meaningfully discuss their lives. It isn't hate to speak the truth. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into the merit of what she's saying. I'm going to get into the fact that the left is pushing for indoctrination. The left is pushing for people not to want to ask questions. They want to accept without understanding. And that, again, is the line for me. Mm -hmm. Lines in the left, mm -hmm. I'm going to add Marxism is too Same. far. Yep. That we name things that to try to offend people that go against our cause. Yep. And that... Furthering polarization. We Tribalism. don't let people speak. Correct. I saw Rain Wilson, um, Dwight 
from yeah. the office, he posted this thing about how to move into racial awareness. And the last step was to accept I unknowingly benefit from my race. And I'm sorry, that is not okay with me. You should not accept anything unknowingly. Right. You well, shouldn't. Like, that's indoctrination. That's how cults are formed. Yeah. And that's what, and if that's the left, if that's where the monarchy is headed, count the, me out. The thing is, too, like, my problem is, like, a person that goes that far with it is probably pretty likely to just be completely offended by the fact that you may not disagree. You may disagree with that one point. Yes. And it may come even down to freaking semantics. Well, and that's why I, I, I really appreciate what JK's doing because she's really doubled down on her opinion and her views and, and people can try to cancel her, but she's going to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. And she's sharing f scientific studies and stuff like that. And, and, and I'm sorry, but the left cannot just cut people out of their lives because they don't fit the cookie cutter ideology that right. they are, have right. and it doesn't work um the other, you ran her out right <laughs> yeah the big the other big guy that i thought was worth talking about you know too is brett weinstein yep. if you don't know brett weinstein please look him up it is a prime example of the left going too far bat shit crazy too far he was a teacher of uh, evolutionary biology professor at evergreen state college mm -hmm. 2017 they wanted to have a day um he wanted to have a day the college excuse me wanted to have a day where white people couldn't come to school to show how few black people there were there and he wrote a letter to all of his people as well as any fellow teachers and he said that no no decision nobody should be in, uh, included or excluded on race like this is a form of segregation and the students revolted they showed up to his class they called him a racist they wanted him to be fired they wanted him to be removed and then he went on Tucker Carlson which I thought it was a really good interview mm. and um, after that I guess some right-wing extremists started targeting the students and that enraged the students even more like it was his fault that idiots got mad or something and um these people were just they didn't want to have a discussion they wanted to shut him down yep they wanted to <clears throat> cancel i don't him. like what you're saying so you can't talk right and it's the same thing with the president telling that bubba wallace guy to apologize he did not create the situation he was in. The right. guy is just trying to fight for some rights and for the fact that he doesn't want to be in an oppressive environment. And guess what? The, the sport supported right. him. Yeah. And now he has to apologize because right. something yeah. that was... Well, that yeah. now the Trump president wants him to yeah. apologize because the situation that he, he was involved in didn't turn out to be exactly what people thought it was even though it could be construed as such yeah like it's so messed up like he's the the president is the epitome of hearing what you want to hear <clears throat> yeah right well and that goes into brett weinstein's yep. point that the the problem with the left is it's leaderless that it basically is ran by these influencers and my favorite quote he said about this was influencer influencers don't have the kind of power necessary to shape a movement and they don't have the position to negotiate on its behalf and this is very dangerous 
and the people on the left can <clears> have this one like I one of the article or the videos I'll, I'll link it below in the sources but it's a vice news thing where they're interviewing some of the students who gets Brett Weinstein and one of them is a black trans kid and he says your freedom of speech is not more important than my life and I have to say I just I, I fundamentally think freedom of speech is one of those things we should all very much put our lives on the line for it's it's one of the fundamental things that defines our country and makes it mm -hmm. great and I, <clears throat> I i push back on that i don't think anyone deserves to die but i do think freedom of speech is worth dying for if my freedom of speech completely <clears throat> equates to him dying either but. yeah and that's just it like unless i'm like outright proclaiming that you should be murdered or something and i'm not trying to <clears throat> that's what i'm saying like <clears throat> you can't interpret everything i'm saying as something that's trying to kill you. You know what I mean? Like, your freedom of speech is not worth my life. It's like, okay, well, I'm not saying that those two are equivalent. They're apples and oranges. Yep. Like, speech may lead to you getting murdered, but hopefully it's not because of something I've said. That's not my goal. I get really, I get really bothered by it. Um, like, I, I found this one lady online who wanted to document the racism that she experienced for two weeks mm. and all that happened and I, I'm sorry if this is insensitive educate me but all that happened was three people touched her hair over the course of two weeks oh. and like mm. at one point she snapped at someone like what do you think it was going to feel like I bet your hair feels like straw because you dyed it so much like she's a bitter person and and like i saw this thing about fox about how it ruined someone's father because it made him angry all oh, the time true. like that yep. i didn't read that but when you tell everything when you tell an entire generation of people that everything is racist when you tell an entire generation that everyone's out to get them when you tell an entire generation or encourage them to look for microaggressions and stuff like that they're not going to be happy they're not their lives aren't going to be happy lives because yeah. they can Right. They're out to prove something. They're out to prove. They're, they're out to prove something. They're out to feel because they feel like everything is against them. Um, and one of the things Brett said was, uh, "People feel like the Great Leap Forward couldn't happen here, or Nazi Germany couldn't happen here." Right. And he's like, "Why not?" The Brits We're did the same thing. People. The Brits almost had it happen to him. Um, Sir I, Oswald Mosley. Oh. Um, they're trying to explicit um, they're trying to dismantle the things that make the West marvelous and one of the things there is anti-science mm hmm that um, blows my mind too you know? I and I looked it up I'm trying to I was trying to look up about the some of the biggest science institutions were tweeting out shut down stem like that's what they do they are stem and they were saying it's because there's not enough black people minorities in general in science and so that leads to implicit bias in the studies that they do I thought science was science i thought and there's i please <clears throat> please find me a link on this i literally spent an hour trying to find any evidence and all the evidence that they have is just the number of people in science yeah. and i found neil degrasse so just... tyson had a great point where where he was telling his teacher i want to be a scientist and they said well negroes don't do that why don't you get into sports fine that is bad that is not good but it's 
how is that change what the scientists discover? How does that change it the body? It doesn't. It doesn't change that. It change any of that. In fact, they should do more STEM to encourage more people of all races to, you know, get involved. It is. It's just crazy for me that um, that we would want to get rid of math and science, and it, it doesn't work. Um, it doesn't work at all and i think the other thing i really just wanted to talk about was cancel culture doesn't work marxism doesn't work um doxing when you release everyone's personal information trying to like that stuff is not is not good those are lines in the left lines for the left for me and i would say i looked up these two ted talks on the power of debate mm -hmm. and one of the things shows that debate teaches critical thinking, debate teaches research, and debate then gamifies critical thinking and the research. Oh yeah, I want to win. And that in schools, that they're impoverished schools, um, people who didn't debate had a 22% likelihood of graduating, but people who were in debate had a 31% chance. Hmm. And and I know that may seem like I'm coming out of left field here, but I'm trying to say, like, people on the left, you're going to get smarter from having conversations. Everybody will. Yeah. And if you're stopping the conversations, you're going to let ignorance grow. You're going to, like... It's the whole thing of how, and I'm not saying this is a perfect example, but think about what's been going on right now recently with Joe Biden. He's literally kept his mouth shut for the most part. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to say anything. Trump is his own worst enemy. Right. And, you know, it's those things about how, where if you allow debate, and he's been debating with Trump, fighting, they've been shooting bars back and forth. He is smart enough to realize, and it's probably more than just him, but, you know, they're smart enough to realize if he just keeps his mouth shut, and that's, that's, that's the intelligence factor that is brought in with reasoned debate, with logic. Right. I want to read you this quote. It says, it was about loss, loss of trust, loss of friendship, loss of faith in other human beings, loss of predictability in social relationships. And that really is the mark that the cultural revolution left behind. Hmm. I feel like that could be said about right now. And that's what was written about Mao's China. Gotta be careful got to be careful it, it's a dangerous time and the last thing i wanted to do i i put this up in our uh, thing because this is going to work ah that says the dangers of the left brett weinstein and jk rowling that's her face there oh. uh okay uh, carl popper he, he's an interesting guy and he wrote about the paradox of tolerance because you can't read that i will read it to you uh, unlimited tolerance must lead to the disappearance of tolerance. If we extend unlimited tolerance even to those who are intolerant, if we are not prepared to defend a tolerant society against the onslaught of the intolerant, then the tolerant will be destroyed and tolerance with them. We should therefore claim in the name of tolerance the right not to tolerate the intolerant. <laughs> it's paradox. Yeah. And, um, again, his name's Karl Popper. That's him on screen. The other guy I found that had a, a really nice, um, you know, just quote about it. He says, um, 
while an intolerant sect does not itself have title to complain of intolerance its freedom should be restricted only when the tolerant sincerely and with reason believe that their own security and that of the institutions of liberty are in danger hmm. so if you're on the left and you think marxism mark marxist marxism. Uh, marxism is the answer i would encourage you to think that to think back think, think different it, think it through and do some more reading the one quote i would like to leave you with from marx uh is that philosophy until now oh sorry I'll get this right philosophers until now have only interpreted the world in various ways the point however is to change it that's right let's not go back let's not go back to go marxism forward. let's not go back to communists let's fix capitalism let's add a splash of socialism in there and let's fix things but let's stop shutting people down let's stop cancel culture let's stop beating dead horses yeah let's stop naming things wrong let's stop naming things wrong let the right do that for us we need to find ways to make it easier to get people behind our cause and we need to know when to keep our mouths shut and let the opposite cause ruin them their own cause <laughs> let's call it the joe biden seriously we need to joe, <laughs> joe man <laughs> we need to Sometimes. let the right shine a light on the right like they it's... have been and that's why his numbers are falling mm -hmm. that is why 80 percent of america is okay with face mask and trump is still so ignorant about it the guy cannot let go he can't let go <clears throat> we were going to do polls and stuff but we're already an hour 20 and i don't want to kill everybody mm -hmm. i know brent's got an eight o'clock meeting yeah man you know me Living so that dream. hey <clears throat> thanks for coming back being in the studio thanks for having me man thanks TV. for getting the tv set up we're gonna have some more cool stuff on there you guys watch yeah well yeah <clears throat> if you can see it we gotta figure that out there's gotta be a way to do this we better. will don't worry yeah that was our first step but thank you for watching i missed you all yes uh being here and um we'll we appreciate be back it. next week we'll be back no yeah, worries i'm not gonna <clears throat> say next week because if i do it won't happen but that's right we will be back. Say it, it'll happen. So, all right. Have a nice day. Have a nice week. Take care, all.